Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this afternoon, I have Nicole. What's up? Emily. Hello. And Justin. Hey, yo. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. At the end of every episode, I name a Village Idiot, who must do the recap. Last week's Village Idiot was... Tora, played by Nicole. Yeah. So, uh, Nicole, what happened last week? <laughs> there, the we saw the guy go it like the hooded figure go into the step out of nowhere into the spider enclosure. Pax used the magic the cart to get in there, and then me and Maxine did the same thing with a cart. And we managed to, like, banish him and trap him in the magic box thing that the the silver mantle gave us. And then we left, but not before I accused Maku of being in on this whole thing, even though I guess I was wrong. Um, still shady. Uh, we went to a tavern... And we asked for a quiet room so that we could interrogate this hooded figure. The quietest room. And then we opened the quietest room. And we opened the magic box after Maxine figured out, like, the inscription on it or whatever it was. And it was a tabaxi. And he told us that he was working for the Wraith but didn't know who the Wraith was. And told us about a drop zone because they were after something about them being they were after the babies, not the actual brood mother. Is that what we're calling it? I hate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it just sounds so. It sounds gross. It reminds me of Dragon Age. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I know it's a video game. You play it. You'd love it. <laughs> um, and then so I guess we did we let him go. Yep. Yep. We gave him a lot of money and we let him go. Oh yeah, we gave him money, and he we told him not to live a life of crime anymore. <laughs> and he said he was going to go back to the cloistered peaks and live a life of non-crime. Good. Yeah. So the opposite that. of crime. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this uh, the drop area for this individual was in uh, in Lux. In Lux, just south of the archives. Yeah. So didn't we all, wait, didn't we also level up? Yes, you all leveled up. So uh this is a good time to uh have everyone roll for initiative, please. Oh, I rolled one, not a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. Uh oh, crit myself. Whoops. Eighteen. Uh thirteen. Alright. Well, because Emily rolled a natural one, she gets to go last because in case you aren't watching the stream, you didn't see Emily's face when she remembered that you all leveled up. <laughs> it was a look of terror. <laughs> Justin just reminded me as I was driving home. Yeah. So, uh, that means that uh, Nicole's going to go first. Uh, do do me a favor, describe Tora a little bit now that we've we've got a little bit more info on who Tora is. Give me a little brief description, tell me what you got at level for level nine. And not a whole lot. A fifth, she got a fifth level spell. And I chose 
mass cure wounds. Oh, you mean you didn't choose fireball? No. I heard you like fire. I do, but I got a fire thing already. Wall of fire. I don't know if fireball is a druid spell. <laughs> I don't anyway, think so. I, don't, I think it's wizards. Nah, they like they like walls of fire. So yeah, mass cure wounds. Thought that come in handy. Yeah. And my proficiency bonus went up to plus four. And now I have 66 hit points instead of 59. That's literally it. (laughs) Cool. So tell us a little more about Tora then. Oh. Why? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, this is episode seven. You've played six whole episodes with these characters. So now you can speak to who they are a little better than on episode one. I mean, she's... I feel like she's gradually getting better at at living in the real world as opposed to the sheltered bubble of the circle of all. Uh, she's still super hella naive about things, but she's getting there. Um, you are a human druid, correct? Yes, I'm a human druid. Circle of the moon. She definitely, like automatically like sees the good in most situations but like when she thinks that something is like hurting especially an animal like with the whole spider situation that's like all that she cares about so i feel that i get it (laughs) cool so that's that's tora the the druid of the group the the one with nature must entangle and burn all (laughs) all right next in the order we got Pax, played by Justin. Tell us a little bit about Pax and what you got at ninth level there, oh cleric. So if I did this correctly, because I kind of rushed it, because I too didn't realize that we had leveled up until earlier. Man, y'all just don't listen to me, do you? <laughs> I was like, it's okay, I'll do it later. And Same. from last episode, you and even edited the like, episodes. I know. Yeah, that's why. That's I got to that part today, and I was like, oh shh. Shit. <laughs> so uh, that's when I texted Nicole, like, you have to come back. We need to level our characters. So if I did it correctly, I don't think I ended up getting much. I have now 50 hit points instead of 42. And I got two war domain spells, Flame Strike and Hold Monster. Ooh. So I think that's pretty much it. Uh, well, who's Pax? Who, who, who is Pax now? Pax is still the same old kind of rugged, badass bounty hunter who is not much for conversation. So... They are a, uh, a deep elf or domain cleric. Indeed. Hunting those bounties. Getting that booty. I did find it a little bit weird, however, that Pax had this job of putting the spider in uh, the containment thing, but didn't end up completing the job as required. How does that make Pax feel with that code they got? A little weird, but they had to do it. They felt wrong about it. So maybe some, uh, some soul searching needs to happen there. Yeah. I don't know. A little conflicted on the inside, perhaps. Aren't we all? Tis humanity and deep elfity. Yeah. 
the dwarves are never conflicted. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Emily. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> hey, Emily. Okay, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> hey, hey, Emily. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> so tell me about Marquess Maxine Monroe. What's what's up with her? Oh, you're man. last in the order. I hope that you know what you're what you're doing. I do. Uh, so I, decided... I gave you the most time because you are multi-class. <laughs> I know I'm multi-classing. So I had to decide whether or not I wanted to go up in Bard or Rogue. Um, Bard does get some cool stuff later, but like. This, this rogue stuff is so dope. It's really hard not to not like always just level up into rogue because I just wanted bard for a few things and I've already got those. So rogue, I decided to go from level five to level six. And with that, uh, I get expertise, which means I get to choose some things to be an expert in. And I chose skills to be an, e- to be an expert in. Yeah. Yes. Which ones did you choose? Deception, persuasion, perception, sleight of hand. Those are the ones I've got. Ah, okay. So you're a talker, smooth talker, huh? Yep. So yeah, I got to be an expert and I chose to be an expert in um, deception, persuasion, perception, and sleight of hand. Those are the ones I chose. I don't get anything cool for my archetype for a while in Rogue. And then I went up in hit points. And I think that is it. Cool, 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 cool. So tell us a little more about the, the Marquess. Who's she? She grew up in the Halls of Indulgence. Uh, she grew up and decided she or she was trained to be a bard, and she was trained in how to play the lyre. But after a while, she decided that she uh, was sharper than that, and she started training to be a rogue and um, took the college or took the Bardic College of Whispers to help out with that. She is kind of a dick. Like I don't like I don't know a good way to like <laughs> say it without just saying it. She's rude. Like she is a jerk unless she doesn't need to be or unless she needs something from you, and then she can be incredibly persuasive. But yeah, that's her. She's a human too, right? She is also a human because I've never played one. Human. Just to remind you, humans, whenever you get an ability score increase, I am allowing you to take a feat instead if you would like. I don't know if any of you got ability score increases. I think you get it at level 8. So the next one will be at level 12. But my plan is to have the in-betweezen run for 20 episodes. So you'll only be level 10 by the end of the the in-betweezen season 1.5. So I think that's enough housekeeping stuff. Uh, Enough. I'm done with that now. I don't want to play with this anymore. (laughs) Let's jump on in. What you so you all have uh, stayed a night at the uh, the tavern, the uneven fork, in the weird um, sex dungeon. <laughs> That's totally the, what it is. Sorry, it's the quietest room in the uh, in the tavern. Uh, and if you recall, the bed is sunk into the floor. So I do recall that. So what would y'all like to do? You have an empty magical containment field. You have a location for a drop site for agents of the wraith you have a dagger which maxine has called shade ripper okay so in order to use shade ripper and get somewhere the tabaxi wasn't very far away from the uh, the warehouse right so it can't take you that far so we should end up going to lux get outside that address and rip the shade into that place 
Well, uh, when they were talking about using Shade Ripper, they said that you can only you can you can enter wherever, but you have to know kind of where you're going in order to come out. And there they did it for short trips because they were worried about the creatures of the shade or the creatures of the um, what did I call it? The in between the yeah. space between. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was singing the Dave Matthews song in my head. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. The space between is what they called it. They did not call it the shade. Uh, so in theory, you could travel farther. However. Danger. <laughs> Will Robinson. Are we in fellows right now? You are in fellows right now. You aren't that far from the from the warehouse. The spider silk warehouse. Where is the warehouse in fellows? It is uh, from where you are in the tavern. It is to the southeast. And like it's close to the border of the. What do you call it? It's close to the border with. Well, it's actually close to the the river. Uh, or not the river, the lake, the big lake, yeah. uh, lake, uh, Centra Lake, mm. C-E-N-T-R-A, Centra, you know, like central, because I'm not very, uh, <laughs> creative when it comes to naming things. <laughs> so why do we have to use Shade Ripper? The tabaxi told you that the only way to get into this drop site is to go through the space between. Mm. There is no door. Mm. So we get close to it, and then we do it. Bingo bongo. Well, that's that's exactly what I said, but... So let's just go do this thing. Because you need to know where you're going to. I don't mean place. let's use Shade Ripper to go there. I'm saying let's take a carriage, go there, and then use the Shade Ripper thingy. Yeah, that's what I said. Is it? I thought you were trying to say we should use Shade Ripper to get there. No. Okay. So go to Lux, use Shade Ripper outside the place, go inside. Okay, so let's go. All right. So to uh, spare the listeners of more housekeeping stuff, you find a carriage. <laughs> the best carriage. Yes, yeah, so fancy. It's not. It's from Fellows, so um, they, they don't have the means that those in, in Lux and Gizmoboro would have, however. Uh, it is not... It, it does have a... a, a covering on it so it it's a covered wagon at, at the very least uh, it's the only covered wagon at the carriage shop that you rent from but uh you charge a course and you are on your way to lex we're not going to bore anyone with the details of that travel unless you all want to do something specific during your travel montage to that song that's like on the way can't it do 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 can't do too much they're gonna get us they're gonna get us i guarantee i'm not singing the right notes <laughs> i would like to hold <laughs> that plays the whole way there on repeat yeah uh, okay <laughs> sure Pax does not like that <laughs> doesn't so you take the the carriage up through the eastern portion of fellows you go through Gizmoboro again, all through the winding streets of this weird part of town, and uh, you end up in the drop site in Lux uh, about a day later. It's a, it's a longer carriage ride than um, any of the others that you've had. It's going to set Maxine back 40 gold. Mm. Charge it. 
<laughs> nah, you take it out of your gold right now. You take it out of the gold that you're taking sure. such careful track of. That's chump change. Oh, look. Her. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is just very in character. I don't think Maxine knows how much money she has on her at any given time. It's just she there. just knows she has enough. Yeah. It's just there. It's, and if she exists. doesn't have enough, she can get more. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> totally not gonna abuse that later. No. <laughs> you reach into your purse. Nothing's there. You feel a single copper piece. <laughs> I've been secretly keeping track of your gold. Oh my god. That's You've weird. spent 500 gold pieces. No one can carry 500, more than 500 gold pieces. Yeah, I get a an owl with more gold in it every day. An owl? Yes, this is Harry Potter. Nope. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> no, owls don't exist. They don't? Nope. But tigers do. A dragon. You can't tell me that dragons don't exist in Dungeons and Dragons. I, we've had, I, I did a uh, Fun Fact Friday or World Building Wednesday about a dragon. So. Okay, so a dragon delivers me a handful of gold in the morning. A dragon now? Probably not. <laughs> it's canon. Add it to the wiki. We don't have a wiki. We will. <laughs> if we say add it to the wiki enough, someone will make one. Nope. I'm pretty sure they won't. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to just to spite you. <laughs> all right, um, go for it. Keep all of my, I guess, things in one place. No one has any things for that right now. Wait, but like, really, are there no owls? No, owls are a thing. I'm just Okay. I was thinking to... sure. That would have just made me sad. That's all. I love owls. Yeah, owls are they're, they're great. They they don't deliver things though. This isn't Harry Potter. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you are outside of this uh this drop house. You are at the address that the tabaxi gave you. And I mean, you're in luck, so this is you're in Maxine's domain now. Everything My is town. Everything is looking pretty great. So you are in the eastern part of Lux, which is the larger part. And this is actually uh, part of the territory of the Halls of Indulgence. Oh, so it really is her turf. Yeah, it's like her house is super close. I would laugh really hard if her husband was the Wraith. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Talk about using something against my character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She would deserve it. You you pull back the uh, you pull back the shroud of the the wraith. He's sitting on the floor. You pull back the hood. It's your husband. Who are you? Who <laughs> she doesn't even know. That's why it's hilarious. No, I think it would be funny if I was like, "Who are you?" And he like did all this to, for, to like, get my attention. Uh huh. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> that's it. It's all about me. Yep. She would think that. It's so romantic. <laughs> Is it? Is it? He he was stealing those baby spiders so they would spin you as much like silk, silk as, as he I could wanted. make you. Yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. perfect. I love it. We figured out your plan. <laughs> Damn it! Now I need to change everything. Gonna rewrite your whole story. Yeah. Jk, but I just think that'd be hilarious because you don't know who your husband is. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. So being the halls of indulgence, there are a lot of opulent uh, beer gardens and wineries i thought i was gonna call them wine shacks that's definitely not what they're called (laughs) 
wineries. Man, a winery and a wine shack. Those are very different things. The wine shack is a little old place where we could get together. Uh, beer, <laughs> beer gardens and wineries and, uh, you know, there are there's platters of food everywhere. And imagine where Dionysus would want to hang out. That's what Hell the Luxon yeah. That's what I was region. picturing. That's what the Halls of Indulgence looks like. And so you get to a nondescript building that is marked by the address the tabaxi gave you. And uh, there are no windows. There are no doors. It's kind of hidden away up against the cliffside. It, it would be really easy to miss if you were, say, drinking this wine and beer that were around and there were good smells and foods floating all around, you wouldn't pay attention to this cube up against the cliff face. So it's hiding <laughs> It's hiding right in plain sight. So who's got the knife? Maxine. I do. I always have the knife. Makes sense. So I go over to the square. Can I, like, touch it? Like, is it something I can walk up to? Yeah, you can walk right up to it. Okay, walk up to it. I'm going to touch it. All right, you touch it. It feels like stone. Mm. I hold up the knife, and I'm going to turn back to Pax and Tora and be like, you guys ready to go to the in-betweezen? Get it. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Character knowledge and player knowledge. Am I? Uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to go to the in-between? The space between. Space between. I shrug my shoulders. Um, I look very scared because I'm just super confused by all this. Okay, I turn back around and I touch the knife to the square. All right, you touch the knife to the square. What do you do then? And like, I try it. to push it. Like, yeah, I like try to like stab. I don't want to like, oh yeah, because like, I don't know if it actually works, and I don't want to break this knife. <laughs> And Maxine just shatters this knife on a rock. You shatter this knife on the rock. No. You've got to find another one. So I touch it, and then I, I want to like put pressure on it to see if I can like cut through where I'm pushing. Okay, you push with Shade Ripper against the stone of this featureless building, and you feel resistance. Feel resistance like... You feel as though you're pushing a dagger against a stone wall. Maybe I just... I'm going to raise it like in the air and try to just make a rip in the air. Is there an incantation you just said? Was there? You did not hear anything uh, in the Broodmother's uh, enclosure. That's right. Enclosure is the word did that we chose. our uh, prisoner friend tell us about anything we needed to do to use this? Uh, they did not. Okay, uh, I'm gonna... You all didn't ask. Cool. Fuck. I'm gonna try to just <laughs> do it in the air instead of on the stone. All right. You hold the dagger up in the air, approximately in the spot where you were holding it against the stone, mm -hmm. and you tried dragging it down through the air. Mm -hmm. You pull the Shade Ripper through the air, and nothing happens. There's uh -huh. a slight sound as the blade kind of makes its way through the air. Man, we should ask a question about this. Yep. Really glad that you all are here. Looks like we got to go to the cloistered peaks and ask the tabaxi about it. Yeah, let's just head all the way there. We have a question. Excuse me. Let's just send an owl and ask him. <laughs> Owls don't send mail. What does? Is there is there a Lanamoran postal service? Yeah, they've got they've got postal workers. Of course, they're the most important essential workers. Yeah. Are they anything? 
Can anyone be a postal worker? Anyone can be a postal worker. It's a very high honor. Oh. They are uh, pillars of the community. <laughs> Without them, everything breaks down. Yep. Pax and Tori, you see Maxine is waving this dagger around and doesn't, nothing's happening. What would y'all say to that? What's wrong? <laughs> well, I assumed that this would work like any other knife and you could just do stab things with it and it would stab things. And instead, it is not doing it. So maybe it needs something. Does anyone have like, no, we've tried like identify and stuff on it already. Blood. Just no, kidding. you haven't done identify. You've done detect magic on it. Nobody has identified. Nobody has identified. Prick your finger with it. Uh, Maxine looks at Tora and is like, that is a very good idea. Blood might be the answer. However, I have very uh, sensitive fingers. Could you possibly do this for me, Tora? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, that's where my head always goes when there's some kind of like knife thing involved. I'm like, you gotta touch it. You gotta prick your finger with it. All right, prick your finger with it. Blood magic. I do it. Okay. Uh, hold on. I need to roll a die. <laughs> How much damage I take? Do you get <laughs> constitution saving throw? <laughs> constitution saving throw, basically. Tora, make me a uh, charisma saving throw, please. God damn it. I don't got a lot of that. Ten. All right. Tora takes the knife and touches it to her finger. And as soon as the blade touches her finger, you see it. So the blade itself kind of, um, I described it a little bit when you saw it at the Broodmother's enclosure, but it, it kind of vibrates and kind of phases in and out of existence or reality so right as she um tora touches it to her finger it phases out of reality and as it does that tora vanishes and the knife falls to the ground oh no (laughs) so glad i didn't do that (laughs) what (laughs) where'd i go Tora, everything around you is has been turned very dark. The sky is now suddenly overcast, and you see dark shapes uh, up in the... Well, no, you can't really see that far, because uh, you're in the space between right now. You're, you're, in, you're in the shade. So everything is dark. You can't see anything. You hear lots of skittering and slug-like sounds you imagine squishy and some howling in the distance and there's a lot of wind happening everything is dark you can see the stone building where you were that you were standing in front of and that's about it you don't see any of the decadence that was once around you there's no vegetation the feeling of the ground is just gross wasn't Maxine standing right next to me Yes, she is no longer there. Shit. And Pax is no longer behind you. Shit. Um, can I go up to the stone? Yeah, you can. Do I see a way in? Nope, it is uh, the same featureless 
stone. However, it looks like up at the top, part of the building has crumbled. And as you are looking up at the this part of the building, you snap back into reality. So you are now up against the wall and you see that it is completely smooth and all put together. Do we see her? Yep, and immediately uh, you you hear the cacophony of all of the indulgence happening around you. You smell the smells, you smell the food, the merriment, and you are now in front of uh, Maxine. I'm gonna like slump down on the ground since I was against the stone, and I'm gonna like hold my head and be like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And then I tell them what happened. Yeah, I'm gonna grab her and be like, Tora, what happened? Where where would you go? We were so worried. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't say that, but... (laughs) She wasn't, but it's okay. (laughs) I I totally take her at her word and think she was worried about me, so I tell her everything. So, that's what happened to Tora when she tried to prick her finger. So maybe this spot, maybe this is just the spot that they're meeting. Maybe the the place is not inside the square. Maybe the place is the square, but they're meeting just in the in between. They're meeting in the shade at the square. But when I touched, so like the shade version. When I touched it, it took me there, but the knife stayed. Yeah. How do I? How do we? I don't understand. <laughs> Fuck We're not puzzles. trying to get the knife there. When you saw the knife first in the Broodmother's enclosure, it looked as if it came from nowhere. And it tore through the air in front of the in front of your eyes. I mean, maybe you can use it from, like, if I'm standing in Adam's Bounty, I can, like, say whatever thing you're supposed to say or do whatever you're supposed to do to make it work. And slice through the air and I could step out into Gizmoburra. But I think that... I don't think it works like you cut the thing and you walk in and then you walk a little bit in the shade and then you make another hole. I think you may be able to go from one place to another or you can go straight into the in-between. Wait, didn't we look in the hole? Mm-hmm. Was it in it black? It looked uh, it looked exactly like the, um, the corner of the broodmother's enclosure. On the other side? You looked through the tear and it, yeah, it looked just like you were looking. Okay. Curiouser and curiouser, huh? Really stumping y'all with these puzzles. Hate it. Puzzles. This isn't even that about a puzzle. I didn't think it was a puzzle. <laughs> I didn't think it was a puzzle. What if with that collapsed roof, if you go to the in-between, and then you go up to that collapsed roof, you go inside, and then you end up on the inside when you come back? Okay, I see what you're saying. Go into the shade, go into that tower go up to like the the highest you can go and then stop and then maybe you'll be transported back and when you come back you'll be inside the tower yeah basically did i see a way to to reach it you were only in the shade for about a minute but roll me a history 15 okay you even though it was dark and gloomy and you couldn't really see, it looked like in the the shadows there were deeper shadows that might indicate some hand and footholds that you might be able to get up there. Cool. I want to try it again. <laughs> okay. You want to prick your finger again? Yes. 
you prick your finger and nothing happens. I was going to say, no one's going to stop me. <laughs> nope. You guys try it. <laughs> um, okay, Maxine feels bolder because she saw Tor came back. So she she was like, I, I think I'll, I'll uh, push through my, my hurt fingers for us. She says, selfishly. Mm-hmm. All right. Maxine touches the dagger to her finger and she pricks herself and the same thing happens that happened to Tor the first time and Maxine is now in is is now gone and the d- dagger clatters to the ground. Okay. What are you doing? Since Tora described to me what she had seen, I look for the tower and I start walking towards where the tower is. Yeah, you you come in uh to the to the shade in the exact spot that you entered. Okay. So I start walking towards the tower. Okay. It's not far away. You're in front of the tower. Okay. I'm going to try to climb it. Okay. You said there are hand and footholds on the side, right? Yep. Roll me a strength check, please. Oh, man. I didn't think that through at all. <laughs> You're going to break those nails, baby. That's an 11. All right. Plus zero to strength. You, uh... Can I use a hero point? Is that how they work? Yeah. Before you know whether you succeed or fail, okay. you can use a number of them. It doesn't have to be one. It can be many. Oh, that's right. I use it to add to my roll. Yeah. Um, I roll. It adds two to your roll. Okay. So you don't need to roll anything else. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to spend two hero points and make it 15. Okay. You take a look at the wall and you, you're able to find some places to put your hands on the wall and start trying to climb up it. They're kind of few and far between. It's not like climbing a ladder. So you get about halfway up the wall and you are now at the the spot where the ruin starts and you look, you can kind of see down into the, the, uh, the structure and you see some people are shifting around inside. It looks like. And then you phase back into the reality. Oh, no. <laughs> and you no longer have footholds or handholds. No. Oh, please roll me a dexterity saving throw. I run. <laughs> I run for her. What do I have to roll? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if I have anything for this. It's a dexterity saving throw. You're half rogue. Come on. A seven. So it's 18. Okay. You uh, start falling as you pop back into reality. And uh, you managed to uh, land on your feet, but your your finger, one of your fingernails is a little bent. It looks like it's about to break. Hate that. Maxine takes out a file from her <laughs> pocket and starts filing her nail and tells everyone else what she saw. <laughs> so from the time that Maxine left to the time that she popped back into existence uh, for Pax and Tora, it was about a minute. Did it feel longer than a minute to me? Nope. Okay, so I look at Pax and I'm like, you want to give it a try? All right, so am I climbing this thing and then jumping in to wherever this is? And I mean, if you can just like get inside the tower before you pop back into existence, it seems like you've got a minute. Is there any way to get inside this tower? Or is there like room enough? Or am I going to appear on the outside again and just like fall to my death? From what? Uh, Maxine saw she had a little bit of trouble uh, with using the handholds and footholds to uh, make her way up into the the ruined part of the structure 
but she the way that she describes it it seems like if you're able to climb quick enough you might be able to make your way in do it um i guess so gonna prick that finger even though pax wants to say fuck this and walk away come on dodge bounty hunter you got this (laughs) okay i'm gonna prick my finger all right you prick your finger and nothing happens Tor's turn. <laughs> I did it twice already. I know, it's back to you. Okay, let's do this. How do we solve this puzzle? Let's break down the wall. <laughs> Might as well, right? Honestly, that's totally what I want to do, but I'm not going to. I was making a joke about season one. Yeah, I know. That's what I that's why I really want to, but that's not who I am right now. That's not who I am. <laughs> None of you are I'm strong better. enough to break the wall down. <gasps> I wonder, as a bounty hunter, I probably would have, like, explosives on me, right? What? Is it on your character sheet? Yes. Oh, bounty hunter have explosives. Yeah, I would what? like to see your work. Yeah, show your work. Are what you... formula did you use to get to that conclusion? I... Yeah. Okay, let me see if I have a spell for this. Just earth bends the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Is there... I know, I want to do that so bad. Uh, is there any, like, incantation or like writing or anything on this thing not that you can see with your naked eyes what does that mean i don't like this (laughs) i think you should try to go back try to run fine i'm gonna do it all right you gonna prick that finger Mm -hmm. uh tora pricks her finger again and nothing happens oh my god uh, Maggie, my turn, my turn. She grabs the knife and she pricks her finger with it. She's just excited now. She wants to figure it out. Maxine pricks her finger and nothing happens. Ah, I hate it. I don't get it. Are we all just that dumb? I don't, I guess. You notice that when you're pricking your fingers, uh, the, the blade is still, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to how this blade is shifting in and out of existence. So both of the times that someone has been able to successfully get into the shade is when the blade was had just phased out of reality. Okay. I want to go stand by the wall. And then when I see it starting to fade out, that's when I'm going to push it into the wall. Uh, I mean, you, you can't really predict it. But I can and, watch and it, it. It's so quick. It's like fractions of a second. Fuck me. I don't know. Let me try something. Let me try something stupid, I guess. Probably not going to work, but... Great, let's do it. I'll take the blade, and I will bend down and form a circular formation around me on the ground with the blade. So, like, kind of like cutting a hole into the ground. So you're cutting a hole into the ground in a circle shape around you. Sure. Why not? Okay. You do that. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's a circle in the sand <laughs> the ground around you. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, just, you were trying to like cut a hole and fall through. Yeah. Just uh, say like just no, hold it happen. and say bring me to the space between. I don't know. Or like I want to go in that building. <laughs> 
Just oh, say it. Oh, powerful magic knife. I would like to go into the building, please. <laughs> like, I don't know. Open says me. <laughs> Can we just say that we, like, retroactively that we asked him how it works? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you didn't even ask that to Baxi's name. I am ashamed at all of you. You know how much I hate coming up with names. I could have sworn we did ask his name and nope. he told us something no, stupid. And I said, did. you should have picked the other name on here. And you nope. were like... That was, uh, that was the, the spider's spider. name. Ah, spider. Cats and spiders are different, honey. <laughs> Since when? This is annoying. I don't understand. I'm going to try to prick my finger again. Do I it. just want to try to do it again. All right. All right. You prick your finger again. You got three bloody fingers. Can I just keep doing it over and over until I make it? Like, what the fuck? I want to just watch it and, like, try to get it. <laughs> So this seems to be a magic item that you all don't really know how it works. Might I suggest visiting an arcanist or something? I thought you said you didn't want this to be a housekeeping episode. Okay, we go find a shopkeep who knows about magic stuff. Well, let them explain this to us and then we'll come back and then do the thing. We it's need to do. just funny that you all just keep trying to prick your fingers. Because I don't want to go into the goddamn shops and find someone who we, we think is chill enough that we can explain this to and they can explain to us how it works and then we come back. All just because we forgot to ask a stupid question. I hate side quests. You know this. This ain't a side quest. This is main quest, honey. Feels like a side quest. This is main quest, baby. Whatever. Maxine's pissed. Let's just go. Maxine's pissed or Emily yes, is? Yes, both. <laughs> They're the same person right They're now. They're the same person right now. And we're so mad. Let's go. Maxine's like, I guess. Like, starts shoving the knife in her bag. She's pissed. She's like, let's just go find someone who knows more about magic so that we can figure out how to use this stupid thing. And she, like, stomps off. So that's how I feel. One of the uh, the revelers around sees you stomp off and says, what's her problem? She needs a drink. He's absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so you all head to the nearest magic shop. It's not too far away. And you walk in and are greeted by a magician wizard even a magician i was like magician fake magic wow welcome to my shop everyone they <laughs> seem to be drunk too cool welcome welcome hi <laughs> oh hello i didn't see you there welcome to my shop <laughs> listen we are looking for somebody who knows a lot about magic items Oh, well, you've come to the wrong place. Can you point us to the right place? No, oh, well, right here. <laughs> Certainly. I can help you. I am the best magic user this side of that side. I'm going to take the knife out and slam it down on the table and be like, what is this? They yelp. Oh, okay. Hmm. No need to get hasty. Okay. Let's see. Bibbidi boobity, tell me what you do, buddy. <laughs> uh, nothing happens. There's no like magical things or anything. Mm -hmm. That's just one of my magic jokes. I'll really look at it now. Are you okay, Justin? Did Nathan break you? <laughs> <laughs> the 
This is like that time where I was like up in the middle of the night and I was trying to figure out something on the laptop, but I had my contacts out, so I was blind. And I was playing around with the mouse pad thing, and I was like, wee! Like, that's what the cursor looked like. It was like just going in circles. And Justin started laughing so hard, and I didn't understand it. That's what's happening just right now. Wee! Wee! Uh, you okay, babe? Yeah. You gonna make it? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> I promise. So he says, "It's boobity boobity." Tell me what you do, but I'm just joking. It's um, it's a joke. I'll do it now. Uh, okay. Um, and they uh, close their eyes and they concentrate and they place their hands on the dagger. Mmm, is warm. They smack their lips a few times and they rub the length of the dagger. They're touching it with their fingers, and you see some little magical particles happening. Hmm. Yep, that's magic. What else did you need to know? Maxine's gonna murder this guy. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, she leans forward, and she's like, I need to know what it does. How do I use it? Hmm, yeah, it looks like it, uh... It looks like it, uh, Opens up portals. Yeah, that's what it does. And how would I do that? Mm, uh, well, you have to think really long and hard. You have to sit with this dagger for a while. Learn about it. And tell it about attuned. you. Attuned. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, attuned. That's the word for it. You have to attune yourself to the dagger. Maxine slams her head down on the counter. <laughs> oh, be careful. There's a knife here. Oh. <laughs> um, She's going to give him a piece of gold, take the knife back, and storm out. Uh, the wizard picks up the gold and bites it. Mm, wine, wine, will you bring me more wine, please? I'm not a waitress! No, not you, he's just in, in, in general. general saying it. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna storm out of there, and I'm gonna find, like, a place, like, we're gonna have to take a short rest or something, we're gonna have to find, like, a a tavern. <laughs> no, you could, there's, there's the beer gardens around. Hotel, I don't know, somewhere where I can just sit with this thing. There are beer gardens, there are benches, there's plenty of space for you to sit and okay, think I about what found... you did. How long does it take to attune something to you? One hour. Okay. Let's find a chill, not super filled up beer garden, and I will sit with this knife. You're gonna have to do a perception for a not filled up beer garden. Okay. <laughs> they are all pretty full just saying it is the halls of indulgence doesn't need to be like empty i know i'm i'm not being super serious right now 14 plus 12 whatever that is okay you find a beer garden that's a little quieter 26. than the others it's at least got that only half of one of the tables is full and one of the ends is is open for you to uh sit quietly for a while okay so i do that all right you all sit quietly for an hour after pricking your fingers. And I can tell you now about Shade Ripper. Are you ready? Dear Lord. This is all he wanted us to do. <clears throat> Shade Ripper is a plus two dagger. It requires attunement. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> it has the properties light, finesse, and throne. The damage is 1d4 plus your strength or dex plus two. On every successful hit with the Shade Ripper, roll a d10. On a roll of 10, the target of the attack must make a DC 15 charisma save. If the save fails, the target is banished to the shade for one minute as per the banishment spell. I love this knife. Also, you can use an action to uh, 
open a portal into the shade. Gotcha. But only if you're attuned to it, which you now are. Yeah, but how do you do it? Or do you just, like, do what we did before, but now that she's attuned to it, it actually happens? Well, there's only one way to find out. Maxine, you want to take it away? Maxine's going to stand up, and and she picks up the knife and is holding it, and she's like, I know everything about this fucking knife now. Let's go. And she turns on her heel and starts walking back towards the the place where we were standing before. Okay. You are back at that place. Uh, dusk is beginning to fall. Okay. Um, the the lanterns are being lit and uh, the merriment is getting greater. Okay. I'm going to walk over towards the tower. So we're all standing at the base of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the thing where I, I'm going to use an action to enter the shade. Okay. You uh, pull out the dagger. As you bring it up into the air, the blade starts to vibrate a little more. Mm -hmm. And it starts to hum a little bit. And it's glowing with like a purplish pink energy now. And as you bring it down from the air above you and you see a tear open up in front of you in reality. Cool. And on the other side, you see what you saw when you uh, were transported into the shade earlier. Got it. I turn around and I say, let go, and I walk through. (laughs) You walk through, and you're in the shade now. You can still see through the tear into reality, and you can see Pax and Tora on the other side. Okay. Are Pax and Tora going through? Yes. I guess. Okay. You all are in the shade. Can I zip up that hole? Uh, yeah, one that you can also use an action to zip up the hole as well. Okay, I do that. <laughs> All right, you uh, touch the tip of the dagger to the the base of the hole, and you basically zip it back up. There are so many words that you the base use. of the tear. Uh huh. The base of the aperture. Sure. Base of the portal. Better. You t- you touch the tip of the of the shade ripper to the um to the bottom of the portal, and it. You drag it up in the opposite action that you did before, and it stitches right back up. You're now full on in the shade. Got it. Okay, so popping back into reality. So the, what was happening was we were stabbing ourselves with this knife, and we had a one in whatever chance of being transported for a minute. A one in ten chance. One in ten chance, and then we came back. So, And we were thinking we had to get up to the ruined area before we came back so that we would be in the tower. And I don't think that's true. So the first time that it happened, Tora had to make that charisma save because she was an unwilling participant. And then all subsequent times that it worked, the one time, you didn't have to make the save because you kind of knew what was going to happen. Okay, so I want to say we can just... Now that we are in the shade, we're at the meeting place of this general area. I think we should go into the tower, like, through the door. Or we could try to be sneaky and climb up the side. Uh, there's still no door on the tower. It's oh. just the only way to get in is through that um, ruin up at the top. Okay, so uh, let's. I walk over and I'm like, up we go. And I start climbing. I go. Tora two? Yep. All right. Tora makes three. <laughs> So uh, you don't have to do any rolls. Uh, well, unless you're trying to be stealthy because Maxine did see figures inside the last time that she was here. So are you trying to be stealthy is my question. Yes. Yep. Everyone, roll stealth for me then as you climb. Nat 20. And who's going first? Not me. I'm going first. Nat 20 though. 
Tora takes her shoes off. She's very sneaky. Do I have shoes? <laughs> I don't know. Do you? Sixteen. I feel like maybe I've got like some like wooden sandals or something. Made, yeah. <laughs> oh, some Jesus sandals. I have yeah. like Tevas on. <laughs> Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Yes. Got a twenty-six. Literally wearing right. those right now. <laughs> or I was. And, uh, what did you get? Sixteen. Sixteen. All right. And you're. It's going to be the the marching order is Maxime, then Pax, then Tora, or Tora then Pax. I feel like I should be in between these two, but whatever. All right, you hear there's howling wind again and howling something in the distance as you are climbing the side of the this structure to get into it. It's about 20 feet up. Maxine, you get up towards the top and you think that you hear whispers. Okay. What's your passive perception? Ten plus your perception, right? Yeah. Uh, Twenty. All right. You, Jesus Christ! You, you definitely hear someone say, "I think someone's here." Hi. And that's when we storm in. What? No. Um. Did they say hide? Yeah, they said hide. I'm going to cast. I kind of like turn around and I put my hand up, like stop. Like, wait, they know that we're here. I'm hoping that they get that by me being like, like, they hear us. <laughs> like, I'm like motioning. And I'm going to use, I'm going to cast invisibility. Oh, I forgot she had that. On myself. Okay. How long does it last? Concentration up to an hour. Okay. So I'm going to cast invisibility and i'm going to try to make my way down into the tower okay so you're still trying to be stealthy yes all right so continue make me another stealth roll then i'll say you can make it with advantage because you've got invisibility 18 your stealth is only plus five plus three. Oh. oh dang not a very stealthy rogue there, huh? I put it all into deception and performance and persuasion. All right. Well, um... Maxine generally wants people to see her. You... <laughs> That's fair. You make your way in uh, as you're climbing down the other side. Now that you can actually see into the structure, it's just an empty room, basically. You can't see too far because, again, you're a human and this is magical darkness. Oh. So you see kind of vague outlines. You see what looks like the shadow of a robe kind of go behind a a corridor that looks like it leads into the the cliff face that this building is built into. You get your way in, and just as you're about to um, make the la- you're about to get both feet on the ground, and uh, rock comes loose under from under your foot, and it just kind of goes. Makes a tippy tappy sound. No. You don't hear anything else. Okay. I'm going to wait for a second, stay where I am, and then after a little bit, I'm going to keep going. Okay. Tor and Pax, what are you all doing? Climbing into the building. You're going into the building as well? Yeah. Following okay. her. You all 
make me a stealth check as well. Another, another one. That's another natural 20. <laughs> it's like I just flipped it around and it went back to its rightful place. <laughs> this is where I belong. 21. All right. The two of you managed to get into the tower without dislodging any stones. It seems like as you're you're climbing down from the inside that um, th- there are more handholds on the inside as if this building is, cro- is crumbling from the inside out. So that's why something dislodged for Maxine. So do we go back into the regular place now? Or are we staying in the shade? I don't know. Y'all didn't talk about it. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Um, no, I mean, I want to figure out who's here. So you all are proceeding within the shade? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you all are now together. Pax and Tora don't know where Maxine is. Because she's invisible. I will, I'm gonna, I am gonna, like, touch their shoulders and stuff to, like, let them know that I'm here. Like, double tap. Like, hey, I'm right here. They saw me turn invisible, so they know. Yeah. It's not a ghost. So, are you going to try and whisper anything to them? No. I think I'm just going to tap and kind of, like, tug in whatever direction I'm moving. So, like, if I'm, like, I want to go that way, I can, like, this like this is the way I'm going. Tug their clothes and yeah. let them know where you're going. Yeah. Got it. And I want to... Did I see where anybody went or the, any of these shadow, shadow figures at all? There is a passage... Um, that looks like it goes into the cliff face. I for sure want to go in there. That's the only passage. Okay. So you are for sure going to go there. Okay. Going there. I tug them and I go that way. Okay. You are headed down this passage. All of you can only see a few dozen feet ahead of you. Yes, Pax, even you. It's the first time that you've been blinded like this. Very on edge then. Yeah. Don't like that. The corridor continues for a a long ways. It doesn't seem to be opening up at all. You don't see any more shadows. You don't see any furniture or markings or anything. There's no side passages. It just continues going for quite a ways. You go about 100 feet and you, you take stock again. Do you want to keep going? You haven't run into anything? There's nothing? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd want to keep going faster, though. Like, where does this lead? This can't just be a hallway. So you're still looking ahead into the cliff cliff face? Yeah. Okay. You continue along your way, and you there's no passages. Nothing seems to be opening up. I hate this. You go another hundred feet. And it seems like it's just going into the cliff, into the mountain. I hate this. I'm running out of my invisibility. The whole point was so that I could figure out where these people are. So maybe when we were in that room that we first came into, maybe we should have percepted what was in that room. Well, maybe they went, when they heard us coming, maybe they went back into the non-shade or... uh... You hear a noise about if you uh, you hear a noise echoing along the uh, the walls ahead of you. It sounds like someone tearing a piece of paper. Mm. Let's do some foley work. 
It sounds like... But it echoes along the chamber. So the same noise we heard last time Shade Ripper was used. So, gonna assume that they're going back to real world. So I guess let's do that. Okay. You... You, Shade Ripper, mm-hmm. Pax and Taurus see just a uh, the blade of Shade Ripper sitting in front of them, and it rips a, a new portal into reality. And um, yeah, there is now a, an opening back into reality. It's still dark, but Pax can see through the darkness now, through that portal. What do I see? You see about 80 feet ahead of you. You see that there is another portal that is opened and you see two figures coming through it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i say we run yeah it's a long corridor yeah i want to jump through the portal and start and like head towards the them yeah we just book it i'm gonna dash everything all right let's roll for initiative then okay. yeah natural 20 12. Unnatural 20. Maxine, you got a nat 20, so... I got a nat 20. They are 80 feet ahead of you. You can't see that, though. Only Pax can see that they're 80 feet ahead. Why can he only... Why only can he see? I was it's Dark not, vision. Okay. He's dark vision. It's non-magical darkness now. Oh. So I say run. And then we run. Um... I'm going to jump through this hole and start running towards them. I'm going to dash, I guess. Okay. So that's 60 feet? Yeah. All right. You're running down the hallway. You can now see them and the portal that they ripped open in front of you. Okay. They're 20 feet away from you. Next is going to be Pax. Yeah. So I'm going to move and dash as well, but my speed is 35, so I move 70 feet, so they are 10 feet away from me. Yep. Uh, you you hear one of them start to yelp. Uh, go 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 go. So Tora, it's gonna be your turn next. Can I see them? No, right. Uh, no, you can't. But you saw Maxine and Pax run ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I kind of wanna do my wall of fire again oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) go on at them because it's well you you can't see them no i know but i know that they were really far in front of me can i ask someone how far away they are is that an action that's an action for them for you to ask and them to respond i'll allow you to cast your wall of fire what's your range on it 120 feet. So roll me a d6, because you know they're at least 60 feet away. Are you doing this from the point that you are at, at your portal? Well, I was going to move. I mean, you can say that you jump through the portal and start running, and as soon as you see them, that's when you cast Wall of Fire. You can ready the action Wall of Fire, and so and make it so that when you lay, when you can finally lay eyes on them, that's when you can cast it. Well, Aren't they? so the thing with readying an action is that if you want to keep it ready, you have to re-up at the next turn. So if they were to dash and Tor was to dash, it would 
she would never catch up with them. I'm saying no. not saying Tora dashes. I'm saying she runs. So I want to run my speed 30 feet. Yeah, she runs 30 feet, and then she can ready the action. No. Well, and then I'll just do it. <laughs> oh, never mind. She's just going to go for it. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so you know they're at least 60 feet away from you. Well, now they're 30 feet. Because I'm 30 well, feet. They were they were 80 feet away, so they're 50 feet oh. away from you. I mean, yeah. you don't know that, but... Okay. Pax is 10 feet away. So Pax is here. Maxine is... <laughs> 20 feet away. I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, so, Tora, roll me a d6. Six. And what's the range? It's 120 feet. So you did you you cast a wall of fire out at max range because you're not exactly sure where they are, but you know they're at least 60 feet away. They're between 60 and 120 feet away from you. So you cast your wall of fire, and it. Why can't I choose how far where it goes? Well, because you can't see. But if I know that they're 60 feet, why can't I choose? Well, you know there's you 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 can't see them yet from where you are. Fine. So you know there's some somewhere between here and there. Yeah, so it says you create a wall of fire on a solid surface within range. You can make the wall up to 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and one foot thick. I love how it says think. Someone fucked up. Uh-oh. Or a ringed wall up to 20 feet in diameter, 20 feet high, and one... There's think again, really? The wall is opaque and lasts for the duration which is one minute okay so i want to make it like i want to cover the whole area so you want to basically make a line yeah so they can't go fire all the way down the wall no like no the length of the corridor no no okay you want to block the corridor a door of fire, if you will. A door. <laughs> yeah. I want to block their progress. Okay, you cast door of fire, and <laughs> it is, it ends up, you see it pop into existence in front of you, and it blinds you with how bright it is with, you know, all the darkness you've just been in. But it's um, 15 feet wide, so that's the length of, or the, the width of the corridor, and it's um, 20 feet tall. And it is 120 feet out. So now you can actually see that these people that you're chasing are 50 feet away from you now, Tora. And it's now their turn. And there is a wall of fire in their way. Ha ha. Yeah, so turn around and fight me. How close until they take damage? They'd have to touch the wall. Oh. It just says when the wall appears, each creature within its area. That means touching. Yeah, so they're not within the area. If they wanted to get through it, they'd need to they would take damage. Gotcha. So at this point, the two people see that there's a wall of fire, there's a bunch of people right behind them, and they are in full robes, just like the Shabaxi was in with the cloaks and the uh the well it's not a masked face, but it's a they're basically wearing shrouds so you can't see their faces. And one of them turns and says, Hey, you uh you new recruits. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like 20 feet away from me? Yeah. They just completely stop running then. 
Right. They stopped running. They got their hands up. They're standing right next to the portal. Like, hey, you see that one of them has a shade ripper in their hand as well. I point my crossbow at him. I say, drop it. Hey, hey, we're all friends here. Hi, there's, I mean, I don't know where your robes are. It's really. I kinda, I'm going to cut him off and step in between and say, you're right. You're, you know, we need to stop this. We are all friends. And I'm going to cast the cantrip friends on him. <laughs> okay. Pax, how do you feel about that? Sure, why not? Not on Pax. I'm... No, no, I know. But like having Maxine step up and be like, hey, well, no, 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 no. It's oh, fine. okay. I thought you meant. It says, for the duration, you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. When the spell ends, the creature realizes you use it, you use magic. I think that's it. Oh. I'm like, you're right, you're right. We are we are all friends here. And I'm going to cast friends. It's instantaneous. And then I'm going to say, you know, we've just been, uh, we were actually promised payment on a job that we have not received. So we are looking for the wraith to find out why we haven't been paid. And listen, man, you're not a part of that. So if you just want to tell us what you know, you can go, friend. <laughs> Roll me a persuasion, I guess, yep. with advantage because it's friends. With advantage, that's an eight. <laughs> it's much better. That's 13 is persuasion. Yeah. So that is 25. Well, hey, we, we're we just like you. I mean, we do jobs for the Wraith, too. We don't, we don't talk to them, though. We talk to their associate. So... We are looking to find out more information about said associate. So what can you tell us? Oh, well, we were just going to see him. If you want to follow us and make that fire go away, I don't like, don't want to get burned. And it's definitely that way. And they point towards the wall of fire. Okay. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and be like, of course, friend, we're all in this together. Okay. And I wave at Tora. Low, I like lower my hand and make it go away. Okay. So you uh, just kind of popped back into uh, non-invisibility as, yeah. you, as you were saying that. Hey, friend. And you just kind of appear. Yeah. Scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Buddy, pal, we're just looking for somebody. <laughs> okay. Well, if you just want to follow us, we'll, we'll go see him. Let's just go. Okay. Okay. What's your name? God damn it, Tora. <laughs> me, me, I'm, I'm, uh, oh, my name's not important. They, they start to seem like they're going to tell you, and then they realize that they're supposed to be, their voice sounds like they're supposed to be anonymous and they don't exchange names. Oh, that's right. We don't give people names. That's why we wear the, the shrouds and everything. It's, it's, you, well, you know, it's kind of our, our bag. It's kind of our whole. Where are you from? What? That's I'm not allowed to tell you that either. I mean, I'm gonna smack Tora on the arm and just kind of be like, "Stop it!" You know, we're not supposed to ask those type of questions. You really are new. And like she, and I lean forward and I'm like, she's from the circle of all. So hey, we're, she's a little. I mean, we're not really supposed to talk about where we're from, right? I understand that, but I'm hey. just explaining. I mean, you just got you. You got to follow the rules. You got to follow the rules if you want to be part of the. the part of the the you know the cult and everything oh. <laughs> you're right 
calls itself the cult. Okay. What? What's it? What's the cult called again? Oh, we. Well, what? What do you mean? What's the cult called? You're part of it, right? I turn around and I'm like, this is the third time she's asked me this today, and I'm not going to answer her. I'm done. Oh. Okay. I'm very forgetful. I have short-term amnesia. If I'm being honest, I don't think she's going to last long here. Well, I mean, that's for, I guess, the boss to decide, right? If you're... Well, you'll see. Anyway, let's go. And they walk down the corridor. (laughs) It goes for another, like, 500 feet. It is a long corridor, deep into this cliffside. Eventually, it opens up into a, a room you can see a light down at the end of the this corridor finally and there is a door that is built into a rock wall the cultist that you've been talking to knocks on the door in a specific pattern and you know one of those little slidey doors opens up you see a set of eyes well you don't see a set of eyes you see a black shroud and you uh see that the slide close again and then the door opens up after a few locks are undone the door opens and it opens up into a big old cavern with light streaming down through it there's a massive well it's not massive but the cavern itself is filled with buildings and lights and you can see various types of vehicles and beasts and it's like a city hidden away within this cliff city of ember and that's where we're gonna end this week's episode Yay, city of ember kind of they have more than one light bulb <laughs> did you read uh, the book nope sure didn't <laughs> okay i was like that's not the plot i'm pretty sure that's the plot they have one light bulb left one light bulb that's why it's called the city of ember not the city of embers anyway thank you all so much for listening to village idiots podcast this week uh let's see who's going to be the village idiot I don't know why you're looking at me. Well, he literally told you that you're not allowed to talk about where you're from. And then you told him where I was from. No, not that. (laughs) I don't think so. Because that just seems like something shitty that she would do. I'm going to say, unfortunately, Marques Maxine. It's going to have to be for not more thoroughly investigating this dagger that is obviously magical and uh just kind of assuming it's gonna work for you i guess that's fair i feel like it's not just on me it's, but it's, that's fine it's, it's not you it's fine it's definitely maxine uh, <laughs> uh emily has turned away from me she doesn't want to <laughs> hear it so yeah, thank you all so much for tuning into the Village Idiots podcast. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter and tell us uh, when you figured out that this was a dagger that needed to be attuned, um, they can they can do that. Keep it right? to yourself. No, don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> Get at us on social media, right, Nicole? You can tweet us at Village Idiot Pod if you want to talk to me personally. You can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at J Roma Twenty. I'm at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM, and you can't find Jordan, the fifth member of our podcast, because he's on paternity leave right now. That is why we're doing an in-betweens and a not season two. So we we will have him back just as soon as he's ready. 
Are you done or you want to keep going? I'm done. Okay. You know, Jordan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, we also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com. Tons of stuff up there, like the link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, uh, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Thank you all so much, so much, so much for tuning in, checking it out. It means a lot to us. Let us know how you feel about it on those review things. Um, bye. 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 bye.